It's us, the TV bees. You know us. We're back. Another bees buzz episode. So excited to be back. Oh, I'm Ryan. <laughs> and I'm Gina. And welcome to our uh, special uh, pandemic. It's been over a year since the pandemic started, and... We're um, still buzzing, you guys! Yeah, we stay buzzing. Uh, Today, we have a very, very special episode where we talk about the last two and a half months of our lives, as well as uh, what we did over the pandemic. If you heard our previous episode, you know what we did. However, this will give us a new insight, because we're actually able to laugh about it now. Slightly. <laughs> Slightly. Um, so stay tuned for a very, very special episode starting in three, two, one. Welcome to another titillating episode of Bees Buzz. This is actually our ninth episode. Uh, we started Bees Buzz after the pandemic because when we were reworking season two, um, and decided that, you know, we were just going to do it, restart it during the pandemic, I thought we need to have something extra. There are, like, several podcasts that I listen to that have, you know, a supplemental um, episode weekly or, you know, alternating, just so that it's not the same thing, you know, episode after episode. And so I thought, what if we just talked about everything that we love and our life and that's where Bees Buzz came to fruition. And the reason that I um, prefaced the episode with this is because I don't think Gina even knows, but when I was, like, going back on our post to, like, see, like, when exactly we started this season, the very, very first episode of Bees Buzz was recorded and released one year ago to the date today. Oh my gosh, Rai. So it's a celebration yeah, episode. It's our anniversary. Oh, well, we need a cheers to that. Happy Annie. Yeah, and anniversary is going to be our honorary buzzword. Why there not? There we go. So anytime you hear Annie, anniversary, you drink whatever is in your cup mm-hmm. right now. Because I know, like Ryan said, this is our supplemental bees buzz. So it's a little bit different than our normal podcast episodes but i would say it's kind of more like laid back loose and it's my favorite i could show up to work without doing any research whatsoever exactly and to be honest i'm not going to be fact checking at all these buzz is all about having a gay old time just buzzing just buzzing and we are actually both podcasting in our pjs right now so i mean i really think we've got the buzz on right but i am so excited i feel like It's meant to be that we're doing it today. Yeah. Wow. So thank you guys for being such loyal bees. And hopefully you spread the word to other friends and maybe your foes, (laughs) colleagues, whoever. Maybe reshare a post of ours. But, I mean, we've been around for a minute. We're around for a minute and we're back again. We started TVB's, what, 2019? Like a little over two years ago. Yes. You had just left, was it CBS? Pandora. Pandora. You just left Pandora. Yes. She had an amazing job at Pandora. And unfortunately, due to the way Pandora does business and their major layoffs, um, me and a bunch of my sales team were let go. And actually, like now looking back, and I'm sure a lot of you guys, besides 
what happened in the pandemic can look back at, I guess, pre-pandemic and anything that really happened, it's like a different, that's like a different universe right now. Our pre-pandemic lives, which we'll get into. pre-pandemic, I say pre-thick. Pre-thick with two Cs. Hell yeah. But yes, I mean, pre-pandemic, I was at Pandora um, as one of my last jobs and you know what? Everyone that has been a part of my sales team that was like, oh, they're thriving now. Yeah. So I'm ha- I think everything happens for a reason, which is also why, ironically, today is the day of our anniversary. Yeah. So it's funny how life happens. Totally. Um, one thing that I really appreciate about this season is how much we've been able to uh, I as sporadic as it is, we're really able to focus on it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, um, I this is really more of a conversation for us, but thank you for listening. But I'm so happy <laughs> to be doing this with you. Same. And it's just funny that we always come together with a new season after something traumatic happens, loss of a job, a pandemic. And <laughs> we've been brainstorming ideas for season three. Um, and more details will probably come at the season finale of Bees Buzz, which will be in three Bees Buzz episodes after three more TVB reviews. Um, and that'll end our 24 episode wow. season. And by the time we start episode uh, season three, you're probably going to be a married woman. I think so. And I mean, spoiler alert, everyone. I know you guys saw a little sneak peek into if you were paying attention to our Instagram at TVB's podcast on June 27th, 2020. Yes. Ryan or our account posted a special video of us on our way to the chapel. There was a very um, small amount of time, like a, a small gap where in California we were able to host an indoor event for less than I think it was 12 people. Yeah. Or so, or less than 15. or less. Yeah. And uh, so Corey and I, my husband, were able to get married on our original date last year. Um, and Ryan was there. Our closest friends and family were there. But now heading into this year, we are having um, what we hope to be a larger celebration with our friends and family that weren't able to attend. And my TVB's uh, co-host and best friend Ryan here will be officiating our wedding. Yes. So big news. And as California keeps getting closer to, I believe Newsom said June 15th, Yes. We will be reopening for whatever that means. We're not quite sure yet either, um, but things are moving in the right direction. We're staying hopeful, and we have a new date set, and Ryan is on his way to officiating his first. My first, my, uh, I officiated your first faux wedding. Oh my gosh. I don't think we talked about that on the pod. (laughs) No, basically what happened is, uh, Uh, In California, there was a short window where campsites were open, and we went to a lake nearby, uh, Memorial Day weekend, and it was just a very practical, you know, the best man, the maid of honor was there, the officiant me was there, the bride and groom were there, there were a couple of extras that were, like, in our, like, quarantine bubble there, and, um... We had, like, a very impromptu wedding. The best man pushed me, the bride and the groom, into the lake. Um, You know, it was a lot of fun. So uh, when I say 
when season three starts, you'll be a married woman. I mean, like, the actual big wedding will mm-hmm. probably have happened. Everybody will know that you're, like, married, married. Yeah. And, like, there was, like, a huge celebration I mean, I'm not married, married until Ryan uh, pushes me down the aisle. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> he wasn't able to do that because we were actually at a church. Yeah. And... The priest pushed us down the aisle. But I did have the second most important job that day, which was walking your mother down the aisle. Which, oh, that is a chore and a task and a duty and a privilege. It's an honor. It was an an honor. honor. Many things, but an honor uh, really highlights the whole day. (laughs) So, um, a couple of things that I want to touch base on before we get into, like, the meat of everything is I kind of want to reflect on the past year of podcasts that we did okay uh, just briefly yeah what is your favorite tvb's review episode oh my gosh um well we've had several amazing amazing truly amazing reviews and i think a lot of that has to do with like where we were recording yeah. and what was really going on that day and how not only like that show made us feel but really how we like celebrate it or didn't celebrate it i know we discussed this a bit earlier but my one of my favorite moments is discussing drunk history oh my god <laughs> because listeners if you didn't hear our drunk history review ryan and i basically wanted to become what drunk history asks of their viewers to basically get as obliterated as possible before they talk about a historic event. For us, it was talking about the po- about the show on our podcast, so we felt like we needed to truly get into how the viewers and ourselves watched Drunk History. I forget how we even structured that. I yeah. don't know if it was structured. If I, I remember correctly, I think we started the pot- podcast out dead sober and explained the show. I think we, like... There might have been a long break. We drank, drank for like an hour or two, and then we told our own stories. Quite possibly. But I just know that we ended up, like, literally underneath in a fort um, of my dining room room table. table. Jesus Christ. And I just found us there, and it was literally a a beautiful and remarkable moment of like, okay, I think... We somehow check the box of what drunk history was truly asking of us. Yeah. And that was to get drunk. Yeah. But usually we sip as we do the podcast, as you guys know, with our buzzwords and whatnot. But that was a moment that I We've really... We've never been completely sober and then... No! Like zero to 100. Like one commercial break, it's like, hello. <laughs> and then the... You know, we come back from commercial break and it's like, hello, hello, you know? Yes. I mean, I think that is definitely a highlight. And I guess my, the second thing I'll say is we've had a lot of like our friends on the podcast, like over the last two years, um, we've had our best friend Carly, we've had other friends, Sarah Kelly, Maura, Jake. And I just think that that's so cool that the people that... He was on one of our very first Bees Buzzes. Yes, which I think ironically has like one of the most views. It has the most uh, listens of any of our So Jake, if you're out there, we don't know if it's because you are listening every night before bed or if, I mean, people are just attracted to that story or voice or just having guests in general. But I just, I love that 
Um, our friends are also our fans and also want to come on and talk about TV. And we, I mean, I think I'll end with this before, Ryan, you want to go into your tops. But we were asked to be a part of that podcast this year. Oh, that was so much our fun. Our friends um, podcast. Quality Goods. Quality Goods. And I just think that's kind of fun to kind of go full circle of we always want to promote and help other podcasts or promote other like any small products or friends whatever anyone's doing will always be here if you dm us and let us know about something you're doing we're happy to share but the fact that we were able to be on a friend's podcast and just literally shoot the shit and talk about tv um it sounds so like simple and easy but it also like brings people together in ways that you never thought because you never sometimes you don't think that people watch the shows that you do or spend their pastime the way that you do and when you find out they do it's like (laughs) so those are kind of like my highlights right what about you i have to say one of my favorite tv bees episodes to record was Feud. Okay. Uh, well, it's actually kind of tied, and they're in the same kind of genre, but I loved reviewing Feud, and I loved reviewing Hollywood. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, I felt like the quizzes that we did were really fun, and a highlight that I will have is we were blasted and reciting the script <laughs> of a scene from a scene or two from Feud <laughs> <laughs> together, and I was always Joan Crawford. <laughs> Somehow. Somehow. No, I thought that was fun. Um, One of my favorite episodes to listen to is The Haunting of Hill House because it's actually quite disturbing how how much we love and get into dark shit. And that was right after we went to... uh, The Winchester Mystery House. So I feel like our day was just basically focused on... It was so spooky. On spooky, dark shit. (laughs) Um, but I, I, I think that, uh, a huge highlight of mine has been actually recording Bees Buzz. This like, is definitely overall, a fun time. It's like, I love, I love, love TV Bees. We do have to do a lot of research. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of like, Ryan does not like that. <laughs> there, no, like, yeah, there, you know, that I am the one that does not fact check anything. Like, I see what I see, and I spew my opinion about it. Occasionally, I'll read the IMDb trivia section <laughs> and, like, pick up a thing or two that, like, I think is really cool. But for the most part, I'm just... Gina's at... Well, she has a journalism major, first of all. I love to fact check. She's I will check. literally she hunt cites. and gather anything you want me to. Oh, yeah. In less than 10 minutes flat. Yeah. I should start a business, a side hustle. You could legitimately, like, be a professional Googler. I mean, literally, from people's exes to, like, just be, I don't know, sales leads. I can yeah. I can find it all. To finding, like, I bet you could find a replica of that elephant statue you have. Oh, in yeah. I mean, th- there's some, there's nothing that I haven't been able to find yet, and... I don't want to, like, reach that point. But, yes, I love to hunt and gather. And so I don't mind taking on that kind of, like, unspoken role of doing that. But Ryan also, like, without fact-checking, 
is just so knowledgeable about like all the shows that we talk about just from pure watching them like once or twice yeah i i follow like a gift i follow pop culture very closely yes. So, like, I just see things in real time, and I don't feel the need. I don't know. I don't know what it is about me. But there's something that I almost feel is, like, innately. Like, uh, like I'm kind of, like, spongish. Like, if I'm really into that fact, like, I'll always retain it, and I never need to check it again. And if it's something I don't care about, I'm just like, yeah, no. And see, with me, I'm so the opposite. I have to, like, literally find it and search it out myself. So I think that's why we work so well. He's like a sponge and I absorb in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> you're like a you're like a loofah. Yes. Oh, I like A little that. bit more coarse. Not in personality, I'm the coarser one. <laughs> <laughs> but like in terms of like, you know, you love to like you need it to seep into every single yes, crevice. Yes. But I'm like, as long as it finds the big hole, I'm fine. <laughs> in more ways than one. But the cool thing about Bees Buzz and uh Sorry that this has almost been a 20-minute conversation, but I appreciate you being here, bro. <laughs> um, uh, I, I find it really cool that it is uh, something fun for us to do during the pandemic, aside from it just being our work. Definitely. Uh, speaking of the pandemic, uh, we're, of course, in California, and if all things go well, we should be opening in uh, two months and two days. We're counting down, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's been one hell of a ride, which I know most of you, or hopefully everyone, is, like, ready to get back to some yeah. normalization, wherever you are. Yeah. And we've watched so much during the pandemic. Most of everything that we covered this season so far... Has been watched during the pandemic. Has been watched during the pandemic. Uh, what would you say your favorite three things... I don't care if it's movies, you know, TV, social media content. What were the top three things that you watched during the pandemic? Totally. So, uh, um, listeners, I actually was laid off from my role, which you may have heard from like the last one or two episodes, but I worked in the event industry. And if you are listening in California, you are very well attuned to know that um, events are now slowly coming back um, at larger numbers than they have in the last, I guess, like year and a half. Um, because Outside Lands was just announced that they're hopefully coming back this year in Halloween Who's time. Uh, Lizzo's headlining, what? and there's like several other artists, but Lizzo for sure. I was like, oh my god, because I love you. Yes, um, so this is also a concert episode. <laughs> so, uh, with that being said, with all of that spare time on my hands, I really think that Ryan, I probably have watched more TV than you have, like. And I mean TV streaming on, like, every single platform. Mm -hmm. Like, I switch from every platform. Like, I do not hesitate or have an any animosity towards any platform in general. Like, I think I have favorite things on, like, each each platform. But this was really hard for me to, like, <laughs> narrow in on. Because, this was a really hard question. I agree. Because I'm kind of all over the board. But to choose three, my top three currently, um, just looking at the pandemic as a whole, Handmaid's Tale, 
Elizabeth Moss, genius. Um, but watching Handmaid's Tale during a pandemic, I don't recommend. Oh but at the same time, it's like, also, what better time to watch Handmaid's Tale than a pandemic and global phenomenon? <laughs> so Handmaid's Tale, Peaky Blinders, and Ted Lasso. Um, I also wanted to have, these aren't like top three, but just some notable mentions. Um, for Netflix, Bridgerton, which I feel, I might get into this later, but I really think that this time at home has led a lot of these streaming platforms, um, like Netflix specifically, to put out content because they know their viewers are stuck at home, working from home, are not going out. And I think Netflix, after a certain amount of time, said that they were going to produce new content every like week or every month or every X amount of days. So I truly think that um, Netflix, out of like all of the streaming platforms, try to take measures into their own hands and like really celebrate the fact that, you know, their viewers were literally sitting in front of a TV. So they brought us amazing content. Like, well, Ryan will get into that, one of his favorites in a minute. But Bridgerton is, I think for sure, like, one of the most iconic if you think back to the pandemic and i know we'll get into like things that we've made and cooked later and done in our spare time but they're such like just these iconic shows that we'll never forget like when we think of bridgerton we're gonna think of oh my gosh that was a pandemic special yeah it was damn near like um game of thrones was to hbo like this soft this like soft porn in a way but for netflix it really just was like it hit every mark they knew we were at home they knew we were horny they knew we were looking for like content that sure could be cheesy but we're also looking for that like umph factor um so bridgerton that hit the mark for me and i think it did for many others as well like if i just look on social media or during that time social media all you could see was bridgerton times like a hundred i agree like the only reason that i added it to my list was because it was in the top 10 for i feel like a couple of months totally and i'm uh, three episodes in i actually really am enjoying it so far however i have been watching so much i kind of watch everything on a loop totally you know like there's a cycle that i watch everything in yeah i'll watch like a season of new jersey housewives yes, yes new jersey housewives and then i'll like watch an episode of like a couple of series that i'm watching then i'll watch another ep- season of that and yeah then, like, cycle you through switch it. it up um sorry See, i'm like a i'm like a oh my gosh once i watch one episode i have the time to just like binge the whole thing but if i was working right now it'd be a little bit different mm-hmm. um uh, some other ones that i just wanted to like notable mentions south park did a two pandemic specials and i'm usually like not the biggest fan of like simpsons or south park or anything like that but i just felt like we needed some laughter at times that were really like hard and difficult and we had really no idea what the f was going to happen yeah um during whether it was like the next day or week or hour minute and south park really just delivered for me so HBO is actually streaming um, these two episodes of South Park, and they're called, like, the Pandemic Special. 
highly recommend them if you're looking for a laugh and now I think we're kind of in that moment where we can laugh a little bit about what we just endured um, two other ones it's a sin which is also on HBO Ryan I think I told you about it's a sin about a group of like young um, women and men that are like growing up and it's kind of around the time of like learning about HIV and oh, AIDS and you did tell me about that. it's really really like um, emotional but also it's just like it's beautiful the way it's done and I highly recommend that if you're kind of feeling like putting your sweatpants on and getting a good cry out and Selena and Chef, which is also on HBO, it's very light, completely different from It's a Sin, but Selena Gomez does this like at-home cooking show. So the whole premise is that she can't cook and has never really like learned to cook. And every episode, like she has her friends over, um, well, that she's been quarantining with, and like her mama and papa, so her grandma and grandpa are there too, and it's like just focuses on all these like famous chefs and they pick one recipe or their like most popular recipe from their restaurants or what they're known for. They send her all the ingredients to her doorstep and then she cooks with them via, you know, what Zoom or whatever platform they're using. And it's just so fun because it's like, I can't cook very well, but it's kind of cool to be like, okay, well, how do you cook a steak? Or how do you do like very, very like, what should be simple things like making a fried rice or whatever it is, but also watching these chefs that like, I don't know, I know you're big into food. I'm big into food too. And I love cooking shows and I love like just these like local trendy, like chefs and restaurants. So they follow a lot of like really, really cool people. So I recommend if you're looking at like cooking something up, um, check out some of the episodes of Celine and chef, but you can view like what chefs are, for each episode um and okay i'm having a brain fart but remember that song my milkshake brings oh, the boys to the, by Khalees. so she is actually a trained chef really and she just bought like this farm somewhere during quarantine and selena did a episode with her and they made um what what did they make they made <sighs> i forgot like some sort of like taut nachos but I'm like drawing a blank on the type of meat they were using anyway but it was like super cool just to be like I had no idea that she was a trained chef um or any like culinary queen and it's just you know as people move on in life their focuses change although she's still doing music and has an album out soon so oh you heard it here first for that. yeah I heard it first on Bees Buzz <laughs> Uh, I had no clue about that, and I yeah, I it's actually, a it's a really fun show. I had whether you like her or not, Selena Gomez. Elise's Kaleidoscope album, yeah, in like sixth grade, seventh grade, the one with Caught Out There. You know, I hate you so much. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And the, I love that. that too. I loved, um, of course, like her other hits after that, Milkshake Bossy. Mm -hmm. um, I had no clue that she. I had no clue she was a chef. I mean, we can watch it later if you want. Yeah. Or just maybe the first we five should. minutes. We should. So you can see she said a baby. She had baby. Shout out, <laughs> baby. What about you, Ryan? I'm sorry. There, like I said, Ryan and I, our time is a bit different, and I have so much more than him during the day and afternoon. 
and night because my job is hopefully will come back soon. But well, the first four and a half months after the shelter in place order was ordered. Yeah. Um, I, you know, was at home the whole entire time and I, you know, learned how to pick up a few things. I learned how to bake finally after 30 years. And he is a brilliant chef in the kitchen. Oh, you stop yourself. <laughs> but go on. <laughs> no, I'm this is my part. Um, um, it's funny that you said the Selena and Chef series because something that I recently found, which is not even on my top three, was the um, Bon Appetit, uh, the celebrities cook with the chef, but they're back to back, and they're the celebrity is blindly following the um, the uh, the chef's instructions. Okay, like uh, they, they'll be like, oh. You know, you'll see three egg yolks to the left, and then Shangela, the drag queen's like, oh, yeah, there's egg yolks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to fold those in, and she's just like, okay, okay. and then just starts, like, shaking it violently like it's a, like it's a McFlurry. But, no, the, uh, so, uh, the Bon Appetit series is definitely on my recommendations for you guys, but my official top three... I did one social media, one movie, one TV show. Okay. Uh, movie was kind of tough because there were a lot of Disney movies that I saw for the very first time, such as Frozen and Hercules. The first time first seeing time Frozen? And Hercules. And the only reason that I watched Hercules because I loved Ariana Grande's rendition of it during like that Disney stay at home special concert thing. It was good. It was good. Um, it, it was fun hearing renditions of songs. Yeah. Um, do you remember the VHSs in like the late eighties, early nineties that were like Disney sing along? Well, I feel like they don't have those anymore. It's just. Different. They're probably on YouTube now. There's Kids Bop now. <laughs> There's Kids Bop. <laughs> kids Bop. Um, uh, but my favorite movie, honestly, was Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh, and I probably so would have never watched it was without your TVB or your Bees Buzz recommendation of it because you spoke so glowingly of it. And uh, my then partner at the time, oh, yes. That's another update. I am single now since our last oh, episode. Slide through, um, everyone. Yeah, slide through in the DMs <laughs> at Rude Ryan. Um, I will talk shit to you and make you the best meal of your life. There we go. Um, and we might have a little bit of fun after, too. Oh, he said So, uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, it was just heartwarming. It had the right amount of action without being an action movie. And also... Like, it had characters that were all compelling in different ways. Like, sometimes I find Dakota Fanning to be the most fascinating thing in a movie. Sometimes I find her to be a Anton Alog. Uh, I found her very fascinating. Like, she was kind of like a stickler character, but I loved that she let her hair down very, very quickly. She did a great job, but as for the lead male, I know he's in a bit of heat. He's in a bit of heat, but he played the role very well, and I loved seeing him. He's been working out. Yeah. That I, quarantine and no, prison workout. No, I just loved seeing him, like, being, like, a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> 
I'm sorry, speaking <laughs> of that actor, what was the, like, cold read that I sent you? Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, <laughs> when he was stoned the entire time. Shia LaBeouf is literally, he lost his script at one point, guys. <laughs> he was so out there, like, he was just vibing. He is the perfect method actor, because he was playing a stoner, and he probably had, like, several edibles several he was smoking a joint throughout the entire and i just it's so fine to see like i mean the other people in that cold read were uh jennifer aniston brad pitt right yeah am i thinking of a different one no that's the correct Um, one and uh morgan freeman i think narrated it yes morgan i could listen to him while i sleep he's has a beautiful voice but anyways about uh, that actor. He's been really, truly on one. Speaking of Morgan Freeman, I also watched The Shawshank Redemption for the first time during the pandemic. Oh my god. That could be like a whole episode in itself. I've, so good. I have an idea for season three. Okay. I'm not going to talk about it. Okay, okay. Um, uh, prison break? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're going to go to prison. <laughs> we're going to record the shows. Um, no, um... Um, I'm so happy you watched it. No, I've I've watched it like three times. You haven't seen Shawshank? TBS really loves like they do a Christmas story around December. They love to just like have Shawshank on at any given moment. Nice. So if you don't get streaming services, check out TBS for Shawshank. Um. So wait, Frozen, Hercules, and Shawshank. Those are, like, three very, like... Amazing movies. Yeah. Amazing movies that I knew about but just never watched. Gosh, gotcha. That's, like, that's so crazy to me. And, bees, if you've watched anything but that's iconic like that, let us know. I'm glad that I waited until the pandemic to watch it because, like, seeing movies like that that, that, that just sparked an interest in such a boring fucking time. Yes, yes. Is amazing. Um, and who can, like... And I watched Not so love many... Frozen music. <laughs> yeah, I mean... The only song I truly like is Do You Want to Build a Snowman? But I love the story and I love the gr- graphics and everything. Yeah, yeah. But um, I also watched a lot of TV shows for the first time. Um, one of the... You know, of course, everything that we covered, but so much new stuff came out during the pandemic that was filmed Mm -hmm. pre-pandemic you know of course we had like the two euphoria specials that I believe we discussed on here maybe not we may have discussed one I think we might have discussed the Rue one Uh, long story short I prefer the Rue one but I thought that they were both amazing Uh, we watched a lot of true crime documentaries that came out the trial of the trials of Gabriel Hernandez. Oh, yeah. That was really early was, on pandemic. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, fun shows like The Floor is Lava or Crazy Delicious. And The Floor is Lava is Crazy basically like, um, is basically like uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple, but it's like adults and The Floor is Lava. You just can't touch the pool of red liquid and i feel like everyone knows what that term course. means which is so yeah. like clever of like if i tell you right now writers. the floor is lava what are you gonna do you're gonna put your feet up and make sure that none of your body is touching the floor so that was a really fun concept Love to that. see 
Um, and Crazy Delicious was basically just like a garden of like deliciousness and you're given a prompt and you know you create three amazing meals with you know a couple of eliminations in between Sounds like a pandemic. (laughs) Out of everything that I watched during the pandemic, and this, the TV was probably the hardest one to, for me, to lock down. Yeah. It was the Tiger King. Oh my gosh. And And we covered that, like, one of our first episodes. That was our first or second episode of the season. I Uh, think Tiger King was like Bridgerton. It hit us at a time of the pandemic, two drastically different moments of the pandemic, one in the beginning and one towards what we didn't know was kind of the middle. Yeah. Um, and that's what, I mean, Americans needed, I think. Yeah. And if you want to know what exactly we thought about uh, Tiger King, just go listen to the episode. It's on every streaming platform that our podcast is on. Um, it's a really it's fun It's very episode. fun. My parents deliver us a pizza, like, literally, <laughs> like, midway through the podcast. And, like, we're still recording remotely at that point. Yes. So she's like, wait, there's somebody at my door. And I, like, pause it. And then she's like, no, there's a pizza here. And I was like... <laughs> Gotta go! And then she calls me, like, an hour later, like, can we continue? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can. Let's have that pizza break. And then I didn't... Uh, I didn't really want to include, like, a social media aspect of it for myself, but one thing that I really fell in love with over the p- pandemic is TikTok. Okay. I don't have any TikTok videos, but I have an account, and I follow, like, probably, like, 300 people. Okay. I follow this, um, kind of, like, Jennifer Lopez figure in Hustlers. She's, like, the house mom of a strip club okay. and she shows us how she sets up the sauna for them and how she like cooks for them and how she does this and that for them and is like basically like the boss of the dressing room i follow bites with buddy who's this single dad who is cooking every day of his life <laughs> in order to find uh in order to be a better man for his future wife oh and he does God. good cooking tutorials I follow, I believe they're called Amazing Grazers. It's like this New Zealand lady who makes grazing boards, which are basically in the United States called cheese boards or charcuterie boards. Um, I love Tate and Family, which is these two gay... It's it's this gay couple, and they have one of their two nieces. There's two nieces. I believe they belong to Tate, Bloodwise. And they just do, like, all the TikTok trends, and they're just such a fun family to watch. And there's um, Sad Poppy, Sad underscore Poppy, who is a culinary chef, and he just shows us how he's been doing, like, amazing things like ramp chips, which is, like, a type of, like, garlic chips. Yum. And shows us how to, like, properly chop shit and how to, like do fancy homemade like tater tots and whatnot. So you're not just watching people dance. No, I hate that section of TikTok. I love magic, zodiac, food, and fun. There's this So listeners, there's other things on TikTok besides yeah, just, just da- the dance yeah. trends. I, which I think TikTok has a bad name because of that. Tate and family are the only people who do dance trends. But they don't do them often. They mainly are doing, like, games and, like, viral things. And uh, there's also this uh, Ian Paget, P-A-G-E-T, and just simply at Chris. They're a couple. Uh, and they just tease each other all day. And it's so fun to watch. And then, of course, there's, like, alcohol TikTok, bartender mom. Uh, 
love the other that. Guy like, and he's probably this, thriving. Okay, one of my favorite ones is this uh, pre-K gay teacher. Okay. He's basically just, like, telling stories about, like, oh, yeah, so my student, he just came up to me, and his nails are always painted. Like, my, my student came up to me and was like, when did you know that you were old? <laughs> Not gay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, if you uh, haven't watched Peanut Butter Falcon, please watch it. Uh, watch Tiger King and uh, download TikTok and figure out what you like on there. If you want like specifics, just at me and like <laughs> DM me. I don't care. Like I, I will tell you who to follow. Um, Ryan, I do want to mention something on TikTok. I don't. I don't have a TikTok and I don't follow TikTok unless someone is sending me a TikTok video to watch. But I sent you something recently that I thought was literally brilliant that a friend sent to me. And I I can't at this um, user because I don't know his specific ad. So maybe I'll just have to shout it out later. But he basically <laughs> was bored over like this quarantine and like took a picture of his PP and somehow created a palette from the colors and tones oh that yes. the image of his PP um, translated to this like specific, like I don't know if it was an app or a company. And so basically <laughs> all of these different like pastel-ish tones um, and created an eyeshadow kit. And I just thought like, Ryan, that screams something that we should either do or I don't have obviously that junk so um maybe like a future like idea for your exes or a Christmas gift all your like friends and foes my exes aren't getting shit past them. <laughs> they're getting something from the Amazon first page after I type in generic search result and I only buy so, yeah. one of my exes I do believe that uh TikTok can unravel and unleash so many things that like are kind of not, I don't know educational is the right word but at least food wise you know it is very educational I feel I mean yeah so there are check a lot out of TikTok and try and search for other things several specifically recipes and sometimes crafts I have like a special folder in my photo album on my phone that I've saved saved it and it's like okay well when I need to when I need to make a thousand dollar art piece out of nine dollars worth of dollar store stuff let's go <laughs> it's actually really pretty i'll show you later um okay we're getting close to a break but uh speaking of the pandemic you have this amazing idea to do like a pandemic prison break like if you could escape yes. to anywhere where would it be and i kind of just want to do rapid fire totally uh, what is the main thing you want to do in your hometown Okay, in my hometown, I would like to splish splash at the rec center. Currently, you have to reserve a lane, and I did this recently and had to. My time was 6 a.m. I had a lane for 45 minutes, but I would like to just be able to splish splash like I used to down the street, walking distance at uh, the rec center. Okay. So swimming, swimming. outdoors with other people besides People that are swimming at 6 a.m. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, hometown is uh, 
Hotel back, upstairs, indoors. Oh, love that. It is a dining place. Amazing Point Richmond. Iconic. Uh, what is the main thing you want to do countrywide? Mm, off the top of my head, bachelorette party somewhere. Uh, top of my head is your bachelorette party somewhere as well. Yes, so <laughs> snaps to that. Uh, take Worldwide. Worldwide. Okay, I would like to... Uh, so we were supposed to go on our honeymoon last year to Thailand. Um, whether that's Thailand or Italy. Italy um, would be brilliant and... Sorry, right now <laughs> we are sitting by a window and our neighbor's cat just literally jumped on the roof and is basically hanging from the chimney. So I would say Thailand or Italy for honeymoon or just a... Oh, God, the cat's jumping a down. A trip of, for lovers. He's good. Maybe a baby-making trip? I don't know. Don't say that at don't say that too loud around my husband. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Rye? Worldwide. Worldwide? I want to order something from an international place and not still have it on hold 12 oh. months later. Do you want to go, like, to that place and get it? <laughs> I might. It might be easier at this point. <laughs> I'm still waiting. I literally ordered a wallet from China. Um... And I never canceled the order. It was too late. You know, it was, like, past the 30 days. But it's still, like, in Held, yeah. And I wonder where in the fuck it is. And so, yeah, let's go to let's go to China and get my package. Like, All right, my, I want let's my go. new wallet. <laughs> I probably have some packages, you know, somewhere out there in the oblivion, too. Um, but I love that. If we're going to Shawshank anything... Let's go tonight. <laughs> but we're almost close to that pandemic prison break ride. Like, I can feel it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, today I had a moment at work where I was just like, you know what? I think we should be entitled to four months of quarantine every single year. Even if like there's it. not a pandemic. Yeah. Our just own personal quarantine. Yeah. So kind of like leave... A leave of absence or maternity leave or paternity leave, but it doesn't matter if you have a baby or not. Like, I'll work 60, 70 hours a week, six days a week. Just so just I can have, have four, four months, months off. Yeah. Um, Agreed. <laughs> to end our first uh, part of this podcast, I want to uh, do what we always do at the end of the first part of our podcast. That was the most exciting description, right? Uh, is going to something that we covered on season one. And if there hasn't been a new episode, as in this case, for Black Mirror, um, you know, remind, let us remind you why you should watch it. I'll go first. Yes. To put it short and sweet, if you like something that feels like the pandemic but is not the pandemic, if you want to feel trapped, if you want to feel <laughs> like you're being tracked down, watch, scrutinized at every single minute, and also add that lever level of added technology, watch Black Mirror. It will disturb you, it will entertain you, and it will make you think about life situations that aren't necessarily life situations at the moment but are totally damn plausible i feel like yes like you will definitely feel a bit of ptsd watching black mirror but 
I think Black Mirror is just something that every like TV goer must watch or at least one episode because it like really identifies with all of like the flaws of like a human character and truly like what our generation is going through. And I feel like Ryan is choking right now on our our beef fest drink even though i didn't say anniversary but (laughs) i think it's something well you did now (laughs) i did now i think it's something that is very like certain episodes are fun and they're also frightening um but it takes a look inside like who are we as people what are we drawn to what matters to us what are the things that we are overlooking what is our future there hasn't been a pandemic one yet. I'm sure that'll come in time. But check it out. I mean, you have literally probably have the time right now. And if you want something that also stars a lot of actors and actresses that you probably have seen before and might be some of your favorite, even singers, singers. like Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Um, Miley Cyrus uh, and uh, the the Leticia Wright. Mm-hmm. I loved, I loved, I loved her episode, the Black Museum. Episode. Oh, that's one of the best. Um, and I also loved the Miley episode. The I Miley loved episode White is so Christmas. good. I loved um, San Junipero. Uh, I I loved, I loved so many of the episodes. Um, and read the descriptions because then you just, you know, ev- no two episodes are alike. They don't ever have the same cast episode to episode. You're just going to, you're just going to find a description that you like and just give it a shot. Basically, it's really like effed up, twisted, and really all the things that Ryan and I love mixed in a cocktail, ready to drink. And yep. if you're ready to drink that cocktail, then go on. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, y'all. When we come back after this really cool tropical break, we will be discussing what makes us buzz as well as what fills us up. And I'm not talking about the dick. I'm talking about food. (laughs) (laughs) See you later, you bees. Bye. It's Gina here, and we are back and better than ever. I just wanted to start off this beautiful next segment with a cheers to our anniversary. 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 So everyone out there, please take a sip of whatever you're sipping on. Mm. Wow, right? That's a little strong. I know. And we're going to head into what Ryan and I's buzz, current buzz is for this quarantine slash pandemic special. I'm going to start off because, like I said, I've had way more time than Ryan. And I just want to focus on a couple of the things that got me buzzing throughout this pandemic. And I have a few things besides just TV shows. 
The first is a movie with Justin Timberlake, of all people. And to be honest, you guys, like, I've had mixed reservations about Justin Timberlake with all the things that kind of went down with him. I don't think, was it over the pandemic or was it pre-pandemic? Pre-pandemic when he was, like, touching the leg of... New Orleans uh, co-star from Trolls. Yes. Yes. So ever since then, like, I, believe me, as a 90s chick, love Justin Timberlake, but... When rumors started coming out and photos and videos started coming out, you know, I get it. Like, the paparazzi follow Ryan and I sometimes. Sometimes, but we have the press patches. But we have the press pass, so, you know, it's all good. But I will say that for a minute I was like, hmm, Justin Timberlake, you're kind of like not on my top 100, but I I will say that Palmer on um, Apple TV is a great movie it's kind of like peanut butter falcon ryan Mm -hmm. it's like a coming to story and i just i loved it so much i watched it with my parents and i have actually a really funny quick story about that so basically my parents are from new jersey and they were experiencing a blackout they now live in like california but they're experiencing a blackout, and my dad called me early in the morning to be like, Gina, you needed to call your mom to tell her that we can come over later to, if the blackout is not out yet, to have dinner and to have heat and to have food. And I was like, Dad, aren't you guys from the East Coast? Like, you can handle coldness. You can handle basically anything. So my parents ended up coming over, and my mom shows up to the front door with a blanket. Because she didn't think that our heat was enough because she thinks our house is, like, freezing cold. And she's made that comment several times. So she showed up to our house with a blanket and, like, just, like, a jacket. And my dad was basically, like, looking for, like, where our alcohol was. (laughs) (laughs) And so we, like, got pizza and all this stuff. Um, Anyways, the point of this is that the night of this blackout, we watched on um apple tv like i said palmer and it's just like a very like fun coming to movie about a a man named i'm not sure what his name is actually but (laughs) justin timberlake plays this character and he finds like himself basically like in charge of this young boy who is coming out like he wants to be loud and proud and like wear like colors and um, not makeup but nail polish and just wants to be true to himself so i feel like palmer if you're looking for something fun and festive but also possibly like a tearjerker justin timberlake plays eddie palmer so eddie look at me i just fact checked you guys all it takes is for me to be like Wait, what name? (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, so movie-wise, In My Buzz, Palmer, Justin Timberlake. Animal Kingdom just finished. Oh, my God, you guys. This is on Amazon Prime. Animal Kingdom has been out for a very long time. I believe Animal Kingdom was once aired on TBS, um, but I found it on Amazon and it's basically like a bloodline if you ever saw bloodline from netflix 
or Ozark from Netflix. So a story about an effed up family, Mm -hmm. many siblings trying to survive in the real world, but also like kind of mafioso. It's amazing, super cool. Please at me if you watched Animal Kingdom because I'm ready to talk about it because I just finished it yesterday. And my last my last little buzz is during quarantine, I feel like there's been many changes with the way like people consume TV or media or like several different like apps or streaming services. And some that I just wanted to, like, touch on, sling. So, Corey and I, my husband, got rid of our, basically, like, TV subscriptions. So, we no longer have cable, but we have sling. And sling is basically, like, I don't know, $10 or less. It's super cheap, and we're able to watch, Corey is able to watch The Warriors or, like, certain sports, and I'm able to watch Bravo, so it's kind of like... It's basically, like, live TV plus that content uh, pre-TiVo style. Exactly. So sometimes it pisses me off and it freezes and, you know, it's like you're paying for what you get. Like, I can't complain after paying, like, $10. Yeah. Or whatever it is. But Sling did these watch parties, so before we even were a member of Sling, we were, like, we have no cable anymore. Like, what are we going to do besides Netflix and all these other channels? And so Sling was like, hey, like, we know that you're in a quarantine, blah, blah, blah. Like, we will give you these watch parties for free. So we were able just to, like, log on to Sling and watch whatever we wanted to. Oh, I remember that. This is, that. like, very early on. No, I remember that. And it was, like, between, like, 5 and 9. Mm-hmm. Anything that was on the platform was... Exactly. Yes. That's the only time I ever watched. Yeah. So I just thought that, like, stuff like that. Like, we talked about Netflix earlier. How they, like, very much, like, with Tiger King, Bridgerton, have, like, kind of adapted to the pandemic. And they're, like, consumers. And I think with Sling, they adapted with being, like, hey, let's get new consumers by offering free services where they, you know, like, maybe they work from home or maybe whatever they're doing during the day, five to nine or five to whatever is like that sweet spot of people are like ready to watch. And so I loved that. And now we thank you slang your marketing worked. And now we have slang. Um, and I think we talked about Ryan, like maybe a few podcasts ago, Amazon does actual like parties too, where Mm -hmm. if you're like watching the same show, like you can message your friend and be like, Hey, are you watching this? So those watch parties are, like, now, I think, going to become more prevalent maybe, like, as months go on. They're convenient, honestly, because, like... Because people are at home watching the same stuff. Say, like, you and I... uh, So, like, a show that I watch week to week is Mixed-ish. Yeah. Say that we're both watching it on Hulu. Yeah. It would be amazing if a platform such as Hulu had this capability of, oh... At 6 o'clock, this episode is going to start. Yeah. Or this rewatch is going to start, and we're going to just watch it together. It's so much more convenient, because I could have it on split screen Mm -hmm. and be working on one side, or doing whatever the fuck I'm doing on one side. And on the other side, like, we're both watching and experiencing the show at the same time. Yeah. And not that... 
and of course the main focus is we're watching the show, but it's like, you know what? I don't have to commit to being anywhere to watch this with my love. Yeah, and it's fun just to be like, we're watching it together, but separate. And that will obviously change, I think, soon as more people are becoming vaccinated or more people feel comfortable hanging out with people outside of their pod. But I haven't really, like, done a watch party. Like, I know Amazon for sure does that. And Sling does it where you can do that, like, split screen. And with uh, Sling, you can do sporting events. So it's like, let's tune into the Niner game or the Raider game. And then you're watching it with, like, your people but not together. So I haven't done it. If you bees have done it before... Please let us know yeah, how we're both virgins. how the watch parties go. But um, the actual original watch party was just tuning in for free, yeah. and now it's transformed into something different, where it's like actually sharing with a friend and being able to chat with them. So with yeah. Sling and Amazon, I know I don't think Netflix or HBO or Hulu or Hulu have like done that, that yet. So I thought that was like something to talk about. And I think I'll end with, like, the fitness buzz of the quarantine for basically the last year and a half. uh, Gyms have been closed, at least in California. There has been, like, moments of, like, them being open and then closing again, but... But most of those people that went to the gym also got Pelotons, treadmills, workout equipment... They've gotten things delivered to them. You look at, like, my ex, and he has literally had a treadmill, a full weight set, benches, a pull-up bar, everything. Yeah, Ryan's living room, or basically main room, was not only an office, but a fitness center, and everything in between. A living room, dining room, everything. Everything. And I think most of you guys can kind of probably agree that that's what your homes looked like for, or still do look like. Not Um, mine. (laughs) Yes, not Ryan's. Single, sexy, and free. Um, I have a dining room and a living room. That's it. But I will say about fitness, there's a lot of apps um, and a lot of gyms that have to like kind of switch to free content and I think that is something that we've never experienced where or these gyms I mean any gym goer from specific gyms in their county or where they live will probably agree that they've never thought that they would do any of the things that they went through but Instagram live um, I'm a huge Instagram person so Instagram Live was a really big part of my pandemic or quarantine experience because I was gearing up for what we talked about earlier, like this one moment of time where we were able to have like a beautiful ceremony and I wanted to get in shape and I wanted to look good for it. And a local gym in our area was doing Instagram Live fitness videos. And I think that that... It's probably for some a positive and negative. Some people love it. Some people hate it. And I think we're all on a different page with that. But the fact that like fitness, not just fitness, like we talked about with Sling and Amazon, like a lot of these platforms and services and companies just navigated and like had to kind of like re 
step and refocus their business in a different way, in a different light, um, in basically like a 24-hour, 72-hour time, time frame. Like, how are we going to service people in a way that they're going to want to basically pay eventually for what we offer? And fitness, I think, was a huge part of the pandemic for me because with those free videos, and I know that's not something new because we have YouTube and we have so many other like outlets to watch free fitness like videos and workouts on, but the fact that these like local gyms didn't want to say no and didn't want to like surrender and went to a platform like Instagram to be like, hey, our trainers are stuck at home just like you and we're going to offer you free live videos and training every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, which for some of these gyms was like Monday through like Friday because at that point in the pandemic, we had nothing to do. Like these no. trainers were like, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Like we don't know when gyms are going to be able to reopen if we are ever going to. So I commend like all of the, I don't know, like technological services and upgrades that we've like experienced and not experienced, I guess, in a way. Um, from this pandemic, I feel like we've had to adapt and just kind of like recalibrate our lives. But also, you know, I'm down with the free content always. And I think that that is very much a come up of this pandemic. So thank you to all these services that provided us with free workouts, free like streaming services, free Bravo, free sports, sporting events. Cause now like, you know, hopefully we can get back to a place where we go to a sporting event, where we go to a gym, where we go to a movie theater, where we go to the places that we once frequented. And I think we're almost there. At least we're in California y'all. So we're, if you're listening in Texas or other places, like you guys are like, what the hell are they talking about? And I think our cases are what, like 2,000 something right now? We're doing good. We're doing, yeah. we're doing good. We're doing good. So hopefully we get there. Anywho, Ryan, what is your buzz? What have you been feeling and what have you been conjuring up? Before I go into that, I do definitely want to say that, uh, the fitness community has definitely gone through like a transformation and something and i'm not sure if it was because of the pandemic or something recently found out because of the pandemic but my ex-partner definitely would set his souped up bike on a very stationary setup yeah and he would just watch youtube videos going through the south of France, going through the Jersey Shore, going through... So he had his own, like, Peloton without having a Peloton. Without having a Peloton, yeah, it was just like... It can happen, listeners. You don't have to get a Peloton to experience it. He has, like, a several thousand dollar bike. Mm -hmm. You know, mine was, like, $300. It's a beach cruiser, but I could put (laughs) it on the same exact... uh, Track thing? Not not a track. What are they called? Risers. Okay. uh, bolsters that's the word and you could just ride and watch the tv in front of you and and you're just gonna go and go and go and that view is going to keep you going you may not be there but it takes you there and oh 
and then lunch would it, then he would have like oh how was your ride oh it was great you know I just came back from the south of France and <laughs> and it was good so even if you have to scour YouTube for fitness videos YouTube is also a very very fantastic resource yes because I also would do like be beginner stretches just to keep myself active like my job I show people how to do like intensive like corrective exercises but during the pandemic after about a month or so it's like I literally have not moved from this chair <laughs> and most of y'all can say the same but the things that I'm currently watching uh, I know that you mentioned streaming platforms such as sling that are amazing but if you guys, and this is not sponsored, if you guys do not have Xfinity uh, cable, <laughs> you can currently get the Flexbox for free, and oh. it will give you uh, Peacock Plus for free. So how does Peacock, like with this in conversation, how does Peacock stay afloat with offering free shows and movies and all that jazz well like i started living by myself in july okay so i'm not sure once again i like slide through the dms to anyone listening <laughs> <laughs> um i thirst alert just kidding <laughs> happy annie happy annie happy anniversary y'all um Honestly, I I don't know if they're still offering it, but at the time that I got Comcast, the Flexbox, it was free, and it was like $5 for Peacock Plus or $5 for the rental fee, and gotcha. then you got Peacock Plus. Uh, but basically, like, that's how I watch The Housewives. That's how I watch, you know, a lot of live TV on the Flex. And I, I Damn straight flex, and I, I kind of like that. I literally pay forty dollars a month for a lot of internet, and it's called the flex. Flex. Okay. It's the flex box, and then Peacock Plus just like comes with it or something like that. So maybe that. they give like a a specific percentage to Peacock. I have like, no fucking. Peacock has to stay afloat somehow. I don't care. I just know that I really, really love the fact that I could watch all of my housewives and I could also uh, experience things that are exclusive to Peacock Plus. You know, like they have like things that are only available on Amazon. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is mm -hmm. one to think of it where you could watch it for free if you have the subscription. Well, with the subscription, I was just able to watch, start watching John Wayne Gacy, Devil in Disguise. Okay, I have not watched, so tell me all about it. Okay. Well, I'm only about two, two, two to three episodes in. I'm about halfway done. Uh, John Wayne Gacy is a serial killer from the United States. Uh, a lot of Twisty the Clown was based on mm. him. A clown person who's also has like this dark backside okay uh so i started watching that and it just goes to show uh just like the title the devil in disguise the devil could be right next door like there are first count narratives of people who are oh i would have 
not had any clue that I had six, however many, corpses buried in the backyard next to me, in the basement next to me. Uh, and I feel like it's one of those stories that you almost hear of, like, Ariel Castro mm. and what it could have been. Mm-hmm. Luckily, Ariel Castro didn't kill anybody. However, the, uh, the, uh, John Wayne Gacy case and this series, it really explores on how he entrusted everybody in the town as this clown and this good civilian mm-hmm. and then he was doing all of this shit and so it's really disturbing but uh you will find treasures like that on peacock plus okay i'm um, intrigued and it's something that i'm currently watching which is why i include it in my buzz yeah um something that is already concluded but is still in my buzz is rupaul's drag race uk season two always and the amazing thing about it is it started with 12 contestants i think they started filming in february 2020 so pre all this pre shutdown okay uh they and where do they film right uh, UK, I believe, films in London, maybe okay. Manchester, okay. in the UK somewhere. Gotcha. Uh, and so they started this season out, and it began airing in the middle of January 2021, uh, so almost a year to when they first started, and the amazing thing is all of these people started and they were so excited to be on the second season of one of the greatest premieres of like all reality yeah. competition shows with UK season one. Uh, shout out to the winner, the Vivian. Hey, Uh, and what they did was they had these amazing first episodes of, a monster mash runway and retelling the news and doing a uh, cats inspired musical called Rats. I love that. Which Veronica Queen, uh, Veronica Green won that that challenge and. This is a very very spoiler. Ooh, spoiler next alert! Five minutes or so. They finished filming the fourth episode, and you know what happened? Shutdown happened. They all had to go home. They were all expecting to be back within about two weeks or so. They came back seven months later. As they were testing everybody to come back into the competition, and Veronica Green was still in the competition at that point, she's the one that tests positive. Mm. So... It's actually really funny. The three previously eliminated queens minus Ginny Lemon. Oh, girl. Did I tell you about Ginny Lemon? Okay, so she was going to be up in the bottom two. You know what she did? So how many, like, eliminations happened before... Ginny Lemon? Yeah. Three. Okay. And she was in the fourth lip sync, and it was the... I forget the artist's name, but it was the cover of You Keep Me Hanging On by The Supremes. Okay. Which is one of my go-to numbers. She... 
as the music started, did the prayer hands, bowed out, and walked off the stage, and Sister Sister had to do the lip sync all by herself. And what was their reasoning? Or what was She that? didn't want to send her friend home, and she also didn't want to be a show pony, like, fighting for her life. Like, she, she thought, you know what, if you don't like what I did in the challenge, then you're probably not going to like what I did in the lip sync, and you're probably not going to like what I do for the rest of the season, so I'm just going to bow out. Thank you for the Has, exposure. Is that the first time that's ever happened? Well, in season one of the U.S. Drag Race, Chanel, during the top four challenge, said, I think I should be the one to go home after asked, who do you think you should go home? And she, well, I, I, think, I, I think that's a really fantastic question, and I think that the person that should go home is me because you guys have not told me that I am beautiful. and then during all stars three vanda la creme she was the top two in that challenge and in all stars they you know have lipsticks with the people that are up for elimination she actually sharpied out whoever's name was on there and wrote her own name and she said well i'm going home I won the challenge, but I'm going home because I don't want to send any of these people home. Yeah. And the person that I sent home during the first episode probably shouldn't have gone home, so bring her back. And they did. But I get that. I like. I mean, I get... If you didn't like what I'm bringing to the table, then I'm not going to change for a show or for anyone. Yeah. And this is who I am. But I do think that, like, some critique should be made, right? Like... Yeah. You're entering a competition series to where, like... You have to, like, accept constructive criticism. But if you are who you are and you feel like you're not going to Ever change. going to give them what they want. Exactly. It's just like, let me go on my own. Like, go on! Yeah, I probably did the same shit, actually. Yeah. Um, but UK Drag Race Season 2 was probably one of the funnest things that I looked forward to in those first 52 weeks of quarantine and it happened toward the very end uh, the person that I wanted to win did not win okay. but is my probably second favorite Rue girl of all time wow go on uh, she's the one who did it. you remember I, I showed you the Ava Max mm-hmm. uh, her. Yes. yes she's good good Bimini Bamboulash props to you girl Happy anniversary. Happy Annie! Um, but please watch UK Drag Race Season 2. Um, it is on uh, WoW Presents Plus. It's only $3 a month, and you could actually watch every single international RuPaul's Drag Race Uh Drag Race Canada, Drag Race UK, Drag Race Holland, and Thailand's Drag Race. You could watch it all for $3 a month, plus exclusive, like, behind-the-scenes content. That's from... way cheaper than any other streaming service. Yeah, it's so it, if you like RuPaul's Drag Race, you're going to love WoW Presents. And WoW has a lot of other good content, too. Hilary like, Duff, I mean, she has a bunch of, like, yeah. stuff on there. <laughs> I have a very, very... Uh, controversial opinion but i feel like the first two seasons of uh uk drag race are 
more entertaining than the entirety of 13 seasons of the United States. Wow. Uh, Ryan just dropped that. So if you agree, let us know. If you don't, I don't care. Um, But don't slide into his DMs. (laughs) So that's a... uh, I decided to include two TV shows Mm -hmm. because, I mean, who are we? I the TV. I've literally like included millions. Um, but my favorite movie that I definitely request that you all consider to watch is the U.S. versus Billie Holiday. Okay, tell me more. One of my favorite movies as a kid was The Lady Sings the Blues, starring Diana Ross as um, Billie Holiday. Mm-hmm. This year, just within the past month, I feel. Uh, Audra Day plays Billie Holiday in the U.S. versus Billie Holiday, which is basically about how the United States government used the song Strange Fruit, which is about lynchings, against her for... They basically didn't want her to sing that song, but they used all of her drug abuse and all of that as reasons to keep her from singing the song, but she never stopped singing that song. Mm. And it shows her bringing up. It shows how she grew up in a brothel. She was a, 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 uh, not a madam, but a, uh, she was a prostitute at a teenage age. She was in several abusive relationships. She, uh, was accosted by the FBI several times when all she was doing was sending a message. And it was beautiful that she never stopped singing that song. Uh, I feel like Billie Holiday is probably one of the most overlooked celebrities of the 20th century, Mm. simply because she was targeted for all of the wrong reasons. I mean, anything race-related is, of course, the wrong reason. But she... She still had a message, and they never killed her. The only thing that killed her was basically herself, and not literally. It's just all the stress that she had led to addiction and trauma. Mm-hmm. And uh, Audra Day did a fantastic fucking and where job. Where can we find she, this? What? You can find it on Hulu. It's a Hulu, Hulu okay. original. Um, if you need my login, just get your own 30-day trial. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, honestly, like, Audra Day did such a fantastic job portraying this character. And, you know, Diana Ross is one of my number ones, but she, Audra Day played the superior Billie Holiday. Love. I can't wait to watch. I have not heard or seen anything about it. So, well, actually, I've also been locked out of your Hulu account. Two of not my fault. It's because why? Gina was entering the wrong number the entire time. Anywho, I can't wait to literally watch all of your buzzes. And I hope that you found something from mine. Uh. Let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, let's dish all about food. Our favorite topic. Our favorite fucking topic. (laughs) Hey, guys, this is going to be a long episode, and... uh, Hopefully you're here for it. So, happy anniversary. Cheers! Mm. 
Okay, so Ryan, we've been dishing all about what our current buzz is and what we currently have been doing throughout the pandemic, but what have we been actually truly dishing up? I think we should maybe take a quiz and find out what is it, Ryan? Because you're the quiz queen. <laughs> well, I, I thought one that might be fun is to eat our way through this dessert buffet to find out what the color of our soul is. Oh my gosh, let's go. All right. So we're going to do this with you guys right now. And the link will be in our link tree. Definitely. Okay. Uh, so, so pick a donut. Strawberry, blueberry, Oreo, vanilla with sprinkles, cream filled, or cinnamon sugar? Uh, I'm going to go with vanilla with sprinkles. Oh, this is a tough one. I'm going to go with cinnamon sugar. Okay. Let's choose a cake. Chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, M&M, blackberry, or cookies and cream. I'm going to go for blackberry. I love blackberries. I'm going to go with chocolate all the way. Pick some ice cream, vanilla, chocolate, pistachio, cherry, chocolate and vanilla swirl, or strawberry. Pistachio, for sure. I'm going with chocolate and vanilla swirl. Uh, let's pick a pudding now. Uh, we have chocolate, strawberry, peanut butter, lemon, banana, or pink lemonade. I'm going to go for pink lemonade. I'm going to go for peanut butter. Okay. I've never heard of that pudding before. <laughs> Me either. Is that just uh, spoonfuls out of the... Oh, let's just go out of the container. Jiffy jar. Uh, Pick a brownie. Fudge, raspberry, caramel, strawberry, cake, or dark, dark chocolate. Oh, dark chocolate for sure. I'm going to go with fudge. And mm. we're going to pick some candy now. We could either choose gummy bears, which I hate in ice cream, lollipops, jelly beans, gummy hearts, starburst, or sour gummy worms. Ooh, I'm going to go with sour gummy worms. I'm going to go with a lollipop mm. just because I could just take that out and just have it when I want it. I can just store it in my pocket. Okay, he's used to it. <laughs> Pick a type of chocolate. Heart, chocolate truffles, filled chocolates, raspberry chocolates, white chocolate, or chocolate dipped strawberries. I'm going to choose chocolate truffles. I'm going to go with strawberries. <laughs> uh, we're going to choose a milkshake next. Peppermint, caramel, Oreo, strawberry, chocolate, or peanut butter. I'm going to go for strawberry. Oreo all the way. Okay. Grab a slice of pie, peanut butter, banana cream, apple, cherry, pear, blueberry. Banana cream for me. Um, banana cream for me too. Okay. Uh, let's grab a soda. Pepsi, Dr. Pepper, Bubblegum, Coca-Cola, Crush, or Sprite. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper, too. Ooh, choose a cookie. Chocolate chip. Ginger, M&M, macaroons, sugar, or Oreos? Ooh, M&M. I'm going to say Oreos all the way. And take a pastry. Danish, churros, croissants, swirl buns, dinner buns, mm. or cinnamon buns. Oh, my God. I have to go with Danish. I'm going to go with churros. Ah, try a crepe. 
we were just going and going. Orange and honey, berry, strawberry and banana, chocolate and banana, blueberry or actual chocolate itself. Orange and honey. Say chocolate and banana. Try a cake pop. Sprinkle coated, chocolate dipped, unicorns, silver and gold dusted, blue and purple, or rice crispy. I mean, obviously mine is unicorns. I'm going to say chocolate dipped. Finally, try one more sweet thing. Oh my god, I'm getting hungry. Popsicle, hot chocolate, marshmallow, fruit tart, meringue, sundae, meringue. Mm. Oh god, fruit tart. I'm going to say... Sunday. Ooh. Oh my god. Okay, Ryan, you go first. So apparently the color of my soul is blue. I am apparently very insightful, but I live with my head in the clouds. Don't forget to ground <laughs> yourself from time to time. <laughs> I received red. You are an energetic and fiery person. You are action oriented and don't need to follow the rules to get things done, which is probably why I said meringue and not meringue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so what do you think about, I mean, I feel like somewhat true. I'm kind of cool and collected. But I feel like you're also, like, a fiery person at times. For sure, but I also feel like you're more cool and collected than me, but your innate soul is, like, the pilot light's always on. Yes. Okay. Blue and red, let's go. Mm, uh, blue and red, for me, I want to just kind of see what our favorite foods are. Okay. Of the color that we got uh, in three quick fire rounds like literally i'll give you the entree and you tell me the one meal that you think of that's that color okay appetizer mm -hmm. stuffed peppers okay entree oh bolognese okay dessert Ooh, red velvet cake all right Nice. Not saying that those are my favorite. Well, bolognese for sure. But just off the top of my head. But that sounds like a great meal. Peppers, bolognese, and red, red velvet. velvet all oh in my one. gosh. Woo! That's my menu. What about you, Rye? And app. Ah. Uh, blueberry goat cheese. Ooh. Entree? Uh, blue entrees. Oh, a blue tortilla. Uh, Taco. Yes. Dessert. A cotton candy sherbet. <laughs> Whose do you prefer, blue or red? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now that lockdown is potentially over, is there a single restaurant around the world that you're most looking forward to going to? I think... Um, we've definitely been able to experience like outdoor dining in California, um, for a number of months. So that's been very nice, but I think one of the biggest like draws to indoor dining would be sushi. Mm -hmm. So I'm very much looking forward to eating indoors and experiencing sushi 
of any kind. Mm-hmm. Like sushi, Chinese food, Thai food, um, basically any international food that's not what we've been having, which is pizza. <laughs> the typical American, like pizza, bar food, DoorDash. Yeah, like I want to truly experience all of our fun favorites of the area, um, but indoors. Because I feel like, you know, like taking to go is is fun and we've done that, but to truly... The novelty is gone. But to truly experience straight from the kitchen like the chef wants you to, like, let's get back to that in time when it's safe, which I think we're almost there. Hopefully. What about you, Rye? Um, one thing that I'm actually really looking forward to is, uh, going to a place like a dim sum place Mm. and having each dim sum brought out to you one by one versus having it all delivered at one time. Love that. Um, we have a place close by. I know. And hopefully it's open soon. We should do that together. I would love that. Like, I really just want like my shrimp dumplings first and then my soup. And then I want my bow buns and then I want We should my, just go off. Yeah, let's go off. <laughs> let's, get, let's get the 30 course meal. Fuck I think this is like what like our society is going into. I think we're all like going to like be so excited at least here in California. I can't speak to anywhere else but at least here I feel like we are going to like go off in a way where we're like not partying really in the streets but just so excited to like experience things again yeah and that could mean food or drink or both or just like being able to eat indoors again or maybe eat outdoors but with drinks involved like i don't know um speaking of things adversely that you are looking forward to having what is one thing, one food item during the pandemic that you probably had the most that you could probably go without? Ooh. Um, I can never say pasta because I'm a true Italian. Same. And I just feel like pasta is always an easy one, but at the same time, to <laughs> do it right. Like when you do pasta yourself, and it's just like pasta from a box and then jar sauce. That's one thing. But when you like actually take time to make the gravy, that's another. When you actually have it out, which a lot of places like outdoor pasta, like outdoor dining with an Italian meal is hard. Yeah. It's very Especially hard. Especially if it's family style. Yes. It's very hard to accomplish because as we know, outdoor dining, things get cold very quick. And it's no like salute your shorts to the sort of the chef in a negative way but it's just like the reality of what we're up against yeah um but i think what i could do without is probably i can never do without bread but i think i could do without some trends if that makes sense okay i feel you so uh for example like banana bread is not a favorite of mine i love bananas but i feel like i could do without banana bread even though we made it um, I can do without hmm. making what? your own bread, making your own bread. Like we've never done that, but we've also had a lot of other people's make your own bread day. 
And it's like, I think I'm good off that. Like, I think I understand it. I get it. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm good off trying everybody's bread. Like, people would drop off, like, some of our neighbors that are very friends, close friends of ours, dropped off, like, bread and, like, actual banana bread that they've made and other things. And it's like, I love it. Love that you're doing that. But because you're a couple and we're a couple, we can't feed, like, the masses. <laughs> so we don't have a huge family. So I understand it, but I'm also like, there's only so much bread a human can take. Yeah. But I'll go to Italy tomorrow and eat all the bread and all the carbs I can. And I will dip it in all the oil and, and I'll vinegar. And dip and dip and dip. But when it's like... Top and nod me up, sir. <laughs> up. But when it's carbs like that, that you're just like, cool, another banana bread or another muffin or another, I don't know, salad or another this, that, and the other. It's like, I commend anyone who's, who has done it, but also like, you don't need to deliver it to me anymore because kind of understood like where you're coming from slice it up eat it put it on sandwiches do whatever you need to do but dry it out use it as bread at this point like i think uh number one i do not want to see a meal that reminds me of quarantine banana bread what about you rye So, like, in the first month of quarantine, all of the flour, all of the bread was sold out, all of the toilet paper was sold out, and that was my favorite snack. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wrapping that shit up in toilet paper. (laughs) No, but honestly, my... the, the, The thing that I never realized people didn't buy as much as they did was I ate a lot of tater tots that first month. Interesting. I would make, like, a lot of, like cheesy tot with like some kind of like meat or some kind of like some kind of protein of some sort and like different kind of veggies and like after about like the third or fourth board that I made that was like tater tots in the center and then we build around this and that I was just kind of like Jesus Christ I am fucking tired of tater tots and tater tots was kind of like is probably one of my favorite things yeah but it's probably gonna take me a minute to love it again okay i get it and i completely understand and if you guys feel somewhat similar about anything we've discussed or maybe we haven't discussed yet please let us know because i'm sure we're missing some foods yeah that maybe you've eaten or let us us know actually what your aura is your favorite food of that color what you're most looking forward to after lockdown food wise and what food item you're most tired of but just okay so tater tots does that remind you of quarantine or is there a different like food that like a hundred percent will remind you of quarantine no it's tater tots because i remember making several boards just because it's like this is like the one like huge thing that i have that's not pasta so tater tots and banana bread we are okay yeah. without. Yeah. So maybe see you in like a couple years. Yes. Thank you. Next. <laughs> Speaking of next, we'll be right back.
Hello, hello, hello. So we asked our Instagram fans to uh, and ask what's our us Instagram? at TVB's podcast. That's spelled T-V-B-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Um, I asked our <laughs> fan answers. Uh, what's your favorite movie and favorite TV show that you watched over the quarantine? And... Uh, I, I feel like we out, have an overwhelming amount of people telling us. We did, but I narrowed it down to my top eight. Okay, perfect. Because this is the MySpace era. Awesome. Why not? Uh, Kidney Failure, uh, The Misfits, which is a movie starring Marilyn Monroe and uh, Clark Gable, and it's a Western, and it's one of Marilyn's uh, last films, and I think it's great. Uh, definitely watch it. And she also recommends watching Into the Spider-Verse, which is an animated series about Spider-Man. And uh, honestly, I never would have considered it had I not loved Tom Holland in the MCU mm, universe. Tom Holland, interesting. Of, uh, of uh, the Spider-Man lore. Uh, Devour Draven, speaking of Spider-Man, uh, watched the whole Marvel movie list, and I have to say, girl, I watched that entire thing, too. Um, I started in chronological order. I did, um, Captain America first, and I ended with Endgame, uh, and I went just, like, in order that would have gone t- from the 1940s until now, and I love the whole Marvel movie list, and... For the TV show, Devour recommends Avatar The Last Airbender. Interesting. Which I believe is an anime-ish kind of show. I've seen a few episodes here and there, but yeah, I love it. Uh, Gina, why don't you carry us off? So Justin is next. Love you so much, boo. Girlfriends, I'm not too much familiar with. So, thank you for recommending. Rye, I think you might have heard of Girlfriends. It was uh, on, I believe, BET during, like, the late 2000s, early 2010s. Uh, I love Tracy Ellis Ross. Uh, You might have seen her in Blackish. The Mm. narrator is Mixedish. And you might have seen her in uh, Second Chance, I believe the movie's called. She basically plays a singer. Okay. Uh, so thank you, Justin, for that. Yeah. And Sebastian, Downton Abbey. Oh my gosh, it's been several years since I've watched any Downton Abbey. But the fact, Sebastian, if you're listening, that you watched Downton Abbey over this quarantine and/or pandemic, bless your heart. And please let me know how it ends. And Knives Out, that one of the best movies. I don't think we've mentioned in this like quarantine pandemic what we've been watching but knives out beautiful murder mystery with actor and actresses that you would die literally die to see and watch check it out knives out i believe it's on amazon prime i think so Mm -hmm. um next up is madame mcspooky uh the movie that this creature recommends is in search of darkness 
And just a one-sentence description is an exploration of 80s horror movies through the perspective of the actors, directors, producers, and SFX craftspeople who made them and their impact on contemporary cinema. And as horror fans, I think that's something that both of us will love to watch. Definitely. Um, And for the TV show, Andy Daly's Review... uh, blind item I do not know the synopsis I do not know anything but anything that Madame McSpooky recommends I basically just add to my list great taste uh, Ellison Mizrahi one of my drag sisters uh, recommends America's Next Top Model I do have to recommend something supplementing America's Next Top Model, which is You Want to Be on Top, which is a, so far, just one episode podcast of the uh, All-Stars Season 5 RuPaul's Drag Race winner, Shay Coulee, recapping each season of America's Next Top Model. Nice. And as for a movie, Ellison recommends Jennifer's Body, which has been on my list for a long time, but now that... I've had, like, a personal, like, friend tell me what to watch. Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. Rachel, coming in hot, has several recommendations. Love this about her. Hi, Rachel. Hope you're listening. So I'm going to go go through her (laughs) favorite movie and fave TV shows. Because there are some of the same similarities within myself and when I've watched. Caravan Cop. Karate Kid, which also Ryan does not appreciate to the truest extent, extent, but Cobra Kai. Over this pandemic, <laughs> Ryan's looking at me right now. Over this pandemic, Karate Kid has led to for like this new age millennial like resurgence, um, Cobra Kai on Netflix. So if you have no idea what we're talking about, I have no idea about Karate Kid. Shame on you, but that will only lead to Cobra Kai. Peaky Blinders, already said that was one of my favorites of the pandemic. The Boys, Queen's Gamut, and Schitt's Creek. Rachel, you have great taste, and I think you're like almost like three to five of what I would recommend. Vain Brain as well. Like, I hope to meet you one day. Euphoria with two exclamation points. And I just want to add, you said, I adore the story. It told how much it catered to real queer experiences. And Euphoria, like, I think Ryan and I can both, like, attest to, like, those two, I don't know, teaser episodes, if you will, like we discussed earlier on. Um, Those were really, like, deep, sentimental, and, like, just kind of, like, if I was getting coffee with any of those actors who they were portraying, like, I felt like that was very much like a breakfast with Rue, breakfast with Jules. Like, I felt like they were their truest selves, and... It showed so much insight to each character. But also so many, to me, so many questions, Mm -hmm. too, only because, well, I guess maybe more with... With Rue, it's, like, I feel sometimes somewhat straightforward. Um, I feel like Rue is maybe not as much straightforward, but I just feel like with Jules, there's, like, so many questions to me still. Like, 
do you still love her? Rue, I mean, do you still love Rue? Like, do you still see a future? Do you still see X, Y, and Z? There are so many things that also have been like exposed. And maybe like we can discuss those things too. Um, Cause I think she like exposed how much she's still in love with not, what was his name? Um, the main character, one of the main characters. Oh, Nate. Nate, but like the Instagrammer, like TikToker, ins- whatever, the Facebook, like that. Um, oh, Nate's, Nate's, Nate's alter ego. Yeah, so Nate's alter ego, I think she like said she was still in love with. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, but she was not in love with Nate, but it was the same person. But it was like the fantasy mm-hmm. of what that person or that provided. And I thought that was super, super like insightful because there's a lot of things with jewels that I feel like, and we're talking about euphoria here, listeners. Um, cause I feel like there's a lot to say about that. In reference to, like, maybe some of the other, like, things that were talked about. Because I think, like, we've discussed Peaky Blinders and Schitt's Creek and Queen's Gamut in previous episodes. But Euphoria, like, we... That is something that we both have agreed on as something that not only was an actual episode of ours. But I think with Jules specifically, it's like, there's so much to uncover. And... I want to uncover more, but I do feel like... After seeing her special, I feel like in season one, she is probably the most guarded character where she seems the most apparent, but there are so many more layers than her just being left in an an insane asylum because she's a trans girl. Mm -hmm. Because her mother was also like going through something... Uh, she was going through addiction. She was going through, like... Hate. Hatred. A lot of, a lot of ha- hatred, whether it's because of something that she doesn't agree with or if it's because of self- self-hatred. Her her mother is my least favorite character of that entire series. But I think, like... So, with those two Euphoria episodes coming out, Vain Brain, love you for that. Um... I do think that, like, during this pandemic, people have been questioning a lot of things. People have also been, like, there's a lot of things on people's mind. They have a lot of idle time to, like, think about their own lives. And I think that with Rue and Jules, it identifies, like, certain characteristics of, like, a human. Whether that be, like, addiction or whether that be, like, depression. Like, there's so many things that Euphoria just like literally give zero f's about and they dive in and they're like people deal with this and we're gonna ruin her mother shards of a picture frame at each other yeah (laughs) oh and they're they're supposed to be in high school mind you a senior year slash freshman year of college anyways loved euphoria those two like interim episodes during the pandemic and thank you rachel because peaky blinders is number one in my heart if you want to know more at me later thank you to kidney devara justin sebastian madame ellison rachel and Vane for providing high quality conversation and thank you for even just like messaging us yeah we've been gone for a minute now we're back again (laughs) (laughs) i love you all so much happy anniversary when we come back we'll be finishing up this episode with a quiz 
and you know a few other thoughts that we have you have no clue what we're thinking about because this is what our show not yours Thank you so much for hanging out with us over these past almost two hours. Uh, I have to say that if you love Bees Buzz, you're going to love our next TV Bees episode where we cover Ratched. Ratched! Starring Sarah Paulson, uh, based on the iconic character from the book One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which was later made into a... uh, movie starring Jack Nicholson and the person who stars Nurse Ratchet is Sarah Paulson during the TV series and it's going to be a fantastic episode for us to cover. Actually Gina has about two more episodes to watch and we're going to be watching that as soon as we finish recording this exact podcast. <laughs> so let's hurry up and finish, right? <laughs> uh the top headlines that we have to you know, highlight to you all because they're so entertaining to us are uh, headlines that we just think that uh, we need to discuss. Yeah, we need Usually to Usually it's like it. we have a very like comedic and very maybe on a more serious tone, but I would definitely say that mine it fits perfectly with our pandemic special. And it goes a little something like this. So as I click into my headline, man becomes cowboy, makes paper horse during Australian quarantine. And I will share a picture, you guys, of this later, but Ryan, I'll show you right now. Basically, this guy over his, like, Australian quarantine threw, like, bags, like, his, like, lunch bags, created a paper cowboy persona like he created an entire look for himself from hat to vest to like i don't know uh chaps chaps Chaps. to holster to an actual full on well yeah brown paper bags so uh, a full on horse mouth teeth nose ears hair and he also like visited his mom who was in the hospital and created a whole look through tape um i don't even know how to explain that look he literally like basically like rounded himself in tape through the tape onto the horse to mount it and then created basically like it looks like the Tin Man on Acid. Yes. But um, all in all, he said it made my mom laugh, which has been the best. To see her laughing again has made it all worthwhile. So while in a two-week quarantine, he found all the paper bags in his house to make a cowboy slash cow... Well, actually horse. 
um, persona and outfit and then visit his mom who he could not see because of quarantine. Um, and he took that horse onto the old town road while he got a ride no more. Anyway, we all share these photos because they're actually really amazing. But just something that someone has done in the quarantine to make themselves like worthwhile and to make others and their family happy. Ryan, go on with your bad self and your Honestly, this cowboy, like, he has artistry that I would expect to hopefully see on TikTok. I want to see other people doing penguin looks, other people doing unicorn looks, other people doing cow looks. Just I guess his name is David Marriott. Love you. Brown paper bags to turn himself into a paper cowboy during its two-week quarantine in a hotel in Australia. Go off, David. So, as usual, I do not read anything other than the uh, headline. And this headline really stood out to me because it says, For fuck's sake, Meghan Mm -hmm. Markle is actually being blamed for Prince Philip's death. And he was like 100, right? He was 99 and he looked about a... 143. Yes. Um, basically, they're saying that because of the uh, interview with Oprah that Megan did, it caused oh, him my a lot of stress, and that's why he died. And a lot of publications... People just don't like her, I'm guessing, because that's why they're blaming everything on her, which is so false. They're blaming everything on Poor her. Thing. Look how beautiful she is. You no, know, she's gorgeous and honestly I I don't think that I liked her when I first found out that she was dating Harry because I mean Harry and I we really went through like a really, really <laughs> great patch. But I feel like that's the like the majority of people that were like because they saw him with someone else that wasn't who they thought they should see him with. Mm-hmm. They react in a certain way. And yet, she has remained nothing but unconfrontational. She has not said anything that's ill-mannered. Literally, the only thing that she has done is married somebody in the British royal family. That's the only thing that she's done. That's actually a great accomplishment. That has nothing to do with her own personal achievements. And she, yeah, she didn't need their money. No. She didn't need anything from them. She had her own thing, but what she didn't have was Prince Harry. And what she didn't have was her. Was her. And it made me sick to my stomach when... uh, I love that, FFS. I never knew that's what it stood for. (laughs) Yeah, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Love that. Uh, The thing that really disgusted me was when Megan said to Oprah, it 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 was asked and mentioned how dark my child in utero would be. And I feel like that's disgusting. Which Oprah said it back. And I have... She was like, what? Yeah, what? What? Which everyone has, I'm sure, seen as a meme. But it's actually like someone's real life. Yeah. Um, 
right? It, like, it would be as if somebody were to say, find out who either one of our mothers or fathers were. What? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's why, you know, that's my, that's my ancestry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Who cares how dark they are? Who cares how light they are? Like, this is your family. Uh, I have theories of who it could be. I think it's Prince Charles that was asking the race questions. Mm. I don't know. I don't want to comment on it, but... She is part of the uh, Genovia line of princessry. <laughs> so she cannot comment. comment on it. But I will gladly say that I think that it's <laughs> Prince Charles that was like, hey, is my grandbaby going to be black? And that is, like, very, like, sad and inhumane. But at the same time, unfortunately, like, maybe he was raised in a way that he cannot understand certain things, which is not an excuse. But at the same time, I stand with Meghan Markle. So go on, queen. Go frickin' on. Go on and keep being beautiful and... Oh, and I guess, like, watch Oprah's doc. Well, not documentary, but interview. Uh, interview with her. Because I haven't. I didn't get that channel. <sighs> Thank you, Sling. But I, I can will, help you out yeah, with that. Ryan's going to help me out so I can watch it. But you should definitely, like, stay tuned for that. Because um, that is a good, not even pandemic special. It's just a good, like, this is life and reality special. Uh, let's go ahead and play a little game, yes? Oh, I'd love to. You know I love the games. Basically, what we're going to do is we're going to spend a day at Disney World, and we're going to tell you what Shit's Creek character would go with us. Okay. Go ahead and start it up. Which park are you visiting? Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios. I don't know. We'll see what I'm feeling when we get there. How about a fun shopping spree instead? I'm going to see how we're feeling when we get there. I'm going to say... hmm, Epcot sounds fun. What time are you arriving? Bright and early? Whenever you wake up? Probably noonish or realistically not till the evening. <sighs> I'm going to say bright and early. I'm going to say probably noonish. Which would be unless someone's like literally making me leave early. Who are you bringing along with you? The whole family? Significant other? No one. I'm going alone. My three closest friends? All my adoring fans. Are you sure I have to go? My three closest friends, for sure. I'm going to say... Hmm. Friends. Uh, what would you wear to the park? Something comfy, a cute little Sandra. Okay. Uh, without looking at anything else, which is also something expensive in all black... 
an elegant look with a matching wig, a full suit, something casual, probably a polo, something comfy. Something comfy. Totally agree. What do you want to do first? A quick brunch, a brief performance, shopping, wander, rides, no idea. I'm going to say brunch because that's just who I am. Let's wander around a bit and see what speaks to us. I, I, I like that. All right, so it's time for food. Where are we heading to? We're going to either grab a quick lunch at the cafe, see who has time for food, find a five-course meal, eat just a pastry, just get a drink, or find a cute theme snack at one of these carts around the park. I just had a drink. Yeah, me too. Sorry. The line for your favorite ride is super long. What do you do? Jump to the front, wait patiently, complain the whole time, bargain, find another ride. Rides aren't really my thing. I'm going to find another ride. I'm going to... I'm not waiting patiently, so probably find another ride. All right, so it's time to shop. What are you looking for? And it's either you don't want anything that they're selling, you don't need to buy anything, you'll just see what stands out. A new Prada handbag, a new pair of Mickey ears or souvenirs for friends and family. I'm going to probably pick out a pair of Mickey ears for myself. I said, let's just see what stands out. All right. What are you hoping will happen while at the park? I don't know if these answers will, like, really give me what I want. <laughs> see my favorite character, make it out in one piece, be recognized for the celebrity that I am, run into old friends, Get free stuff. Successfully avoid running into anyone I know. That one. That's always a good one. Yeah, I love that one. Um, I'm going to say probably make it out in one piece. Uh, I'm going to successfully avoid anyone <laughs> that I know. Uh, how are... If I'm going to end the day, would I want it to be with one more ride? Leaving... A head count, a photo op, fireworks, or another stroll around the park. Honestly, one more ride. Just one more. I'm going to say, can I leave now? What are you doing after you leave? Getting some real food? Where can I drink? It's been a long day. I'm heading to bed. After party. Meet and greet with all my fans, chilling with some close friends, after party, fest show. Where can I get a drink? Oh my god! Ah! We are going to the amusement park, the same person. So, we're, I guess we're going to have a threesome because, uh, <laughs> we're Stevie, both going with Stevie. Take it away, Gina. Stevie Bud, you have lots of patience and offer true friendship to those who you feel are worthy of your time. You're laid back, lacking interest in current trends, and have a dry sense of humor. When at Disney, you're there for the thrill, the rides, and nothing more. To be honest, I can like actually agree, and do not at me or hate me, but I am not the biggest Disney park fan. Pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, I... I feel like Ryan 
you can very much attest to this. Like, I've never gone to any of the Disney, like, park adventures with you guys. I've very much always been, like, I'm good. I love you guys. I want you to have fun. But I've just not, I'm not really into it. I was once as a little girl. And now as I've grown, grown older, I'm just kind of, like, I would rather do other things with my time. I don't get that sense of like excitement and fury and just like thrill that others do with rides and with amusement but to that point I think that's why I totally agree with like who I received with Stevie because Stevie's very much like well if I'm there I'm there aka if I was with Ryan and somehow I found myself at freaking Disney I would be like cool I'm here for the ride, but I'm not, like, here for the whole night, and we'll see where it takes me, but at the same time, I don't want to end up here at, like, midnight. I... Go ahead, Ryan. I feel like the reason that I got Stevie is because even though it's not the place that we'd most want to be, it's the place that we're at, so we're just going to do what we can to make the best of it. Snaps to you, Stevie Bud. So I guess the you. ultimate threesome of like a combination of us with somebody else is honestly Stevie Bud. Love you, girl. Who knew? Um, honestly, when it comes to what is on our queue, aside from waiting for a ride for two and a half hours. Not doing it. Uh, Gina, what is on your queue to watch next? So don't ask me to go to Disneyland, Disney World, Disney anything, or any amusement park anytime soon. I might say yes if I know that, like, you know, it's, like, selected, like, time frames, and we have, like, 45 minutes per, like, ride. But, (laughs) anywho... In my queue, um, really huge news, Handmaid's Tale Season freaking 4 is coming out on April 28th, and for all of you Handmaid's Tale fans, which there's so many of you, like diehard Elizabeth Moss all the way, Handmaid's Tale, for you guys, you're true blue, you've been waiting for this for so much longer than I have, because I started watching this during... The pandemic and April 28th is not too far away from here so season four Handmaid's Tale in my queue Hulu let's go Yellowstone season three not so much as like something new and exciting but something that I want to continue and speaking of Peacock that's how I'm gonna watch it because it's no longer I believe on Amazon Prime uh, Shameless, the actual series finale, not season finale, but series finale. I think it's like on season 11 and the series finale already passed um, last Sunday, but I'm watching it this upcoming week with my family because we've been watching it for several, several years now. Um, that's on my queue. And movie-wise, Promising Young Woman. I heard that was amazing. It won awards and Amazon, not Amazon, um, Apple TV. Let's go. A lot to handle, a lot in my queue, but 
I think overall, I'm just trying to finish things out, but also like I'm awaiting just like probably everyone, all of these shows that have promising new seasons besides the ones I've mentioned that are coming out and because of quarantine and the pandemic um, and, you know, the coronavirus have been put on hold and um, on lock. And now that things are like hopefully promising for like Broadway and Hollywood, you know, hopefully people can get back to work sooner than later and we can you know eventually see some of like the next seasons or series finales or what have you uh i feel like i want to watch every single thing that you just mentioned however if i had to suggest anything else for anybody to watch honestly it's going to be anything that we already recapped this season. Yes. We recapped a lot of the things that we've mentioned tonight, but at the same time, like, time's passed. Yeah. Watch we the still act. To. Watch Glow. Watch, uh... The Undoing. The Undoing. Watch, watch every single thing that we've... Euphoria. Like, literally, everything that we've talked about this season, just watch it if you haven't watched it. I cannot emphasize it enough. We wouldn't waste our time just giving you bullshit just to create content. We really love these shows. Exactly. And we love you guys so, 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 so much. And thank much. you guys for, like sticking with us and still being on board and still watching yeah keep watching keep messaging us keep telling us what you like to do in your pastime and things that maybe we don't mention and also like things we should mention yeah because we are here to provide content for you and also for ourselves yeah <laughs> But we love you. We're here for you. We want to keep the bees buzzing. And we hope you're buzzing. Because cheers one last time. Happy anniversary. It's our anniversary. And we can't wait to see you to talk about Ratchet next episode. Yeah. We're about to start finishing that right now. Uh, So cheers, bee. Yeah. Love you guys. And we out in five, four, three, two, 